You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. There is no Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. I'm in for him, Toby Altizer, alongside. Is this your first appearance on this show, Leroy? With you uh, ever on this show? I've been on here before. Okay. Well, Leroy Butler's still here. And then Sam Schmidt's on the other side of the glass. You ask, what are we going to talk about? We don't uh, know. No, we're going to talk about getting you a wife. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we should do. Yeah, we should do. Oh, we have people call, call in? Yeah. yeah we should. I, 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 we should I don't think we're doing that. I'm, I'm going to give out the wrong call. phone We have number. game show music on the Rami show. Too, so <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, think, we're gonna do I don't think we're going to do that. I don't think we're going to do that. I think what we'll do instead <laughs> is we're going to probably talk about the NBA, NBA. Finals. Okay. I'd right. rather do that. <laughs> I'm building a profile, though, for you. Well. Because I didn't know you were an only child unless you were just like. I'm an only child. What, do you need more You need more material? What do you want to know? Well, no. Once you have a beautiful baby, you normally stop, right? That's what some book said. <laughs> What's your idea Why of a. Why my parents stop? <laughs> <laughs> What's your idea of a nice, beautiful summer day? A nice, beautiful summer that, day? That, that somebody that could accompany, you know, would also enjoy. All right. Well, this is where I get oh, married. Boy. We're doing this, Leroy. <laughs> he probably picked uh, his phone up and Google it. Nice summer day for me in Wisconsin is sitting in the parking lot of Miller Park tailgate oh, and go to Brewers oh game. This is why I am the one. This is going to be tough, Leroy. <laughs> He's going to be lonely as or, or it's out on a golf course somewhere. Yes. Okay. You can meet people out on a golf course. There you go. First date, mini golf. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, mini golf. Uh, putt putt. If you're trying to get something that's not sports related, I enjoy walking a boardwalk at the beach. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> I'm Toby Altizer, and I enjoy long walks you're at the beach. You're hosting a show. You got to be. Also reading like haikus. My mom told me, and I told y'all this in the break, she said the first date, best first date is at the movies. Mm-hmm. Let okay. her pick it out, whatever it is. Then you, then if you don't have a lot of money, you have, because back in, back Back in the nineties, eighties, you can get in a movie for like five bucks each. You know, see, I go back to those days. Come on, now. Drink another six bucks, so you get like forty dollars. You're good. Yeah, I've done that though, and like yeah, like we were just talking about too, though. Out. Like putt putt is also a great. Deal. Yeah, I'd be yeah. down for some putt putt. That yeah. sounds good to me. So if you guys yeah. have an ideal, 
you know, partner for Toby Altizer, 4 and 4, 7 9 9 No, 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 no. It's midday madness, What kind of girl you like, man? I mean, what do you like? Speaking of things that I like, Stephen Curry. He's smart, boy. He's smart. Stephen Curry, 43 points in game four. Absolutely incredible performance from him. We were talking about it a little earlier, Sam. You didn't necessarily get to chime in. Is Steph Curry in your top 10 all time? If he wins the championship. I think he already is. Oh, boy. Even if, even yeah, see, I think, I, I think I've kind of got him right there on the edge already. Well, pull up the top 10 and the top I'll bring up the top the 75th anniversary yep, team. Yeah, and get that top 10. Because when you put him in, now everybody's list should be different, right? I mean, we've had people call up and disagree, and that's fine. But if you're going to put him in your top 10, have enough smoke to say who you're going to take out. Yeah. Yeah. When Sam pulls that list up and reads those top so 10 names. ESPN ranked the NBA 75th anniversary team um, all the way to 1 through 100, or 75. And on now, their, Steph was 16 on that list? Yeah, he is 16. Okay, good. That's the Do you list want me to go through their top 10? Just the quick? top 10. All right, so number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, they got Magic Johnson. And rounding out their top five, they have Wilt Chamberlain. Number six, Bill Russell. Number seven, Larry Bird. Number eight, Tim Duncan, and number nine, the big O, Oscar Robertson, and Kobe Bryant, number 10 for them. See, I didn't have okay. – uh, who, who was number eight again? Uh, Tim Duncan. I didn't have okay. Tim Duncan in mind. I think Tim Duncan's definitely a top 20, top 30 NBA player of all time. I don't know – yeah, top 10, though? I don't know. It's I don't know if hard. I'd say he's a top 10 player all time. But, but, but like think, you were saying, Leroy, yeah. they have Shaquille O'Neal at number 11. I think you could See? argue for Shaq being I think Shaq right has in there to in the, be the top, top 10. 10. Well, yeah. full disclosure, if it was me – I mean – yeah, all you'd Lakers have Shaq, with, yeah, all Magic, Lakers. Karim. We all Lakers. We haven't even talked about Akeem Olajuwon. He's ranked number 13 on this yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julius Irving, Moses Malone, and then they have Steph Curry. See, to me, they create a conversation. If he win, And it's Astrid, if he wins a championship. Now, I did full disclosure again. I picked Boston before the series to win the series, and I still think Boston going to win it. But say they don't. And Steph Curry wins it. I'm swapping him and Bird. Bird can go down to That's 60. That's a Lakers fan talking right there. Uh, do, do you feel you see that? <laughs> I do not like Boston. But I picked him to win because I like the head coach, Udoka. How you say his name? Ime Udoka. Him too. I like him. So I'm going to ride with Boston. Which, it's almost like me pulling for Cowboys, and I don't like the Cowboys. Oof. But I grew up a Cowboy fan. Don't get me started on the Cowboys. But, <laughs> I would put Steph in there with – he would have four championships, right, I think. Mm-hmm. Bird can be 16, that's still good. Or Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah. I think I could flip-flop Tim Duncan and Curry on this list, and yeah. I'd be totally fine yeah, with that. Absolutely. I'd be totally fine with Well, yeah. and, and this is going to totally be fine. a different brand for Stephen Curry. I think he'll have one – Really, in three different ways, right? He'll he'll have won in a team element. That's when they got their mm-hmm. first championship. Kevin Durant comes over, and he's kind of got another superstar alongside him. Yep. So you, you can kind of make the argument whether he was one or two, whatever the case may be. But you can say that he had another superstar with him. And then if he won in this one, I mean, let's be honest, he's carrying this team at this point. Yeah, and I also believe, Sam and Toby, that if Clay Thompson wins it, because he'll win it with Steph, he should be in the well, it's too late now, but he should have made the top 75. Oh, definitely. I mean, this guy's yeah. got multiple championships, shooter. I mean, everything you want. But when you don't have a lot of 
MVPs and all NBAs, you're just not going to. But I'm not saying in the top 50. Right. Top 75. Yeah, but, him and Tracy McGrady, the fact that they're not on that list. I, that, remember I T-Mac you that? deserves to be on there. I think injuries. People forgot about Tracy Maybe McGrady. even that's why Clay is not on the list either. I think injuries for both of those guys Possibly. maybe just kind of got them booted off. But They'll do a top 100 and both of them will yeah. be in there, yeah. right? And, we, and they should be. Have we yeah. even talked about the fact that Steph hasn't even won an NBA Finals MVP yet? Because see, if, if he what, wins it this year and the NBA Finals MVP, yes. I think that definitely solidifies That's what my him. nephew mm-hmm. was saying. Yeah. That's why he would put him up. I said, well, Durant joined them. But that's why I liked Steph Curry because he didn't have a problem with Durant coming over. And if I was Durant, I would have never left Golden State. I yeah. just stayed there and won all the championships you won. Well, credit to them, too. They made it work. That's it's one true. thing to just bring them in here, but they found that's a way true. to make it work. Just like Miami. That's why people don't like LeBron. If some people don't have LeBron in their top ten, and it's a head-scratcher to me because they don't like him for whatever reason. Well, and you can dislike him, but I think you have to acknowledge how good he is. And Exactly. Th- you know, some of these guys, they're so special that you've only seen one or two of them. And uh, you look at LeBron, and the only player I think that can be comparable to him and his skill set is Magic Johnson, can guard one through five, can pretty much play one through five, and is an incredible passer, a scorer, a rebounder, as a guy that pretty much is a six eight, six nine point guard. So they're really special. I think when you look at Stephen Curry, the thing that makes him so unique is we really haven't seen a guy like this. The, the proliferation of the three-point shot was was growing as time went on, but Steph Curry made it explode. Man. I, I mean, the three-point shot, I was talking about this a little bit earlier uh, in the morning, is that with Stephen Curry... So much has changed, Leroy. Like, if, if you were playing in high school in your day, or even back when Sam and I were in high school in our day, if we were playing and in three on a three-on-one transition break, we pulled up for three, our coach is benching us. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's taking you up. Yeah. That's not a good yeah. shot. Move yeah. the what ball. Get doing? a layup. Yeah. And, and nowadays, right. if, you right. get, if you can get a wide-open corner three in transition, your coach right. will say, you know, that was a good shot. And, Absolutely. And that's changed because of the Warriors and Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry had the guts Right across half court, he was ready. Now Dame Lillard was doing it. You know, some of these other guys were just pulling up. Their range, it opens the floor when a guy like that. So he's making guys better. And I think that's the reason why. When Now, Sam, to your point, I didn't think they could make the Wiggins thing work, but they made it work. They did, right. yeah. Wiggins was like a top two pick. Yep. Didn't he go like number two? No, number one. He was number, number one. one. He I got mean, traded yeah. for Kevin Love. Yeah, right. So he was a number one pick. How did they make that work? And then because he was with a team, they just kind of got lost there. Well, think about it too, because like that that trio of Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green, like they have, right. they know how to play, but they also have to figure out and incorporate these guys like Wiggins, like Poole. They have a lot of young guys that they're like, right. bringing into their system, and they've been playing to that level. And like we were talking about when Kevin Durant joined, it's kind of like when. LeBron and D Wade joined up. Like somebody needed exactly. to take a back seat, and Steph Curry was oh, you know, selfless point. and was able that's to take a, a little point. bit of a back seat to KD. And he got the cutest kids too. His kids are just amazing. <laughs> well, <kids>. and <laughs> you can talk about the culture that Golden State has created. I'm going to take my weekly shot at Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but in, in Minnesota, I'm going to get him some therapy. <laughs> they made it to the yeah. playoffs for the first Minis- time. It, yeah. Well, it's because they got some dogs finally out there. All right, They had some guys yeah, with some man. winning mentalities. When you have a loser mentality like the Minnesota Timberwolves have had for a long time, then you have guys like Andrew Wiggins that 
don't necessarily play like championship level players. You put them in an environment like Golden State, and you've seen him at times in this finals be one of the better players for Golden State. Mm-hmm. He, he he's created himself or he's turned himself into a championship basketball player. You know, Leroy, you know from playing football, you, watching basketball, these different sports. There's a difference between a good player, a great player, and a championship player. Sometimes the great players can't be championship players because they can't work together in a team or they don't show up in the big moments. And I think what you've seen over the last couple seasons is, and this is a credit to Steve Kerr, the environment they've created in Golden State, Mm -hmm. is some of these guys they've brought in, they've evolved into being championship basketball players. You know, I think you could make the argument that a guy like Draymond Green isn't maybe always a great player, but he's a championship player. Oh, yeah. and I mean, they run the offense through. He teaches, Kerr teaches to be unselfish. Mm -hmm. If you're an AAU basketball coach, you always have a guy that can always make shots for you that can score 25 or 30, but is he going to be willing to pass it when they double him? And that's what they do. And I think the good thing about it, they don't let the the Draymond Green antics bother them. They just say he's going to be like that. He's going to do his thing, leave him alone. Just just keep it moving. For For some reason, he bothers the Celtics. So the Celtics are like, okay, let him do it. But he's creating a distraction. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's throwing a, a screen for Steph Curry. He's got 43 mm-hmm. with 10 rebounds. So I would think one of the biggest things to me, um, when you see a superstar in your market, you have to value that. Like Giannis being in this particular market. And shout out to Giannis, man. His movie, Rise, is amazing. I'm excited to see that. Amazing. So when when they came back, I, when they had a problem, a lot of people said, well, if they get down 3-1, it's over. So if you're the Warriors, you say, you know what? I disagree. But this is a must win, obviously. But we were up 3-1 on LeBron, and they beat us. So anything can happen. But for him to hit 43 and make it 2-2 to get the home field back was amazing because – he was seven for fourteen on threes, fifty percent. And Boston was one of the top. Both of these teams tops in defense. One mm-hmm. of the top. I think they are both in the top five, and they held Boston to under a hundred, which is hard to do. So they're gonna make adjustments tonight, of course. But if Steph Curry, if he wins it, if he's in your top ten, was a, a conversation to have. And again, Doug from Luxembourg, he said it. I mean, everybody listening could be different. Yeah. How do you put these guys, rate mm-hmm. them? Right. And then some of these guys take it personal, too. Yeah. Well, with the different eras, too, it's it's hard to really it compare, is. like, Steph to, like, a Bill Walton or not, – not a Bill Walton, Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain and what they've done. Because, I mean, I, I'm not going to take anything away. I, I think Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell are great. But we have to be honest with the level of play that they're playing at the time. Mm. Now, they're still in my top ten. Because, look, as many championships as Russell's won. But it, what I'm saying is when I say Steph Curry is a top 10 player, I know a lot of other people are going to be saying, well, these guys are so much greater than the past. But different different eras, it's so hard to compare the two. Real quick, before we take yeah. a break, got to talk about Giannis with this, too. Looking at where Giannis is, do you think he will be in the top 10 by the time he finishes playing? And where is he at right now? Because I think right now I have him behind some of these guys, Kevin Durant or Stephen Curry. But I think by the time that Giannis has finished playing and he, he hangs up the, the shoes and he's finished, 
I think he's going to be in the top 10, and I think he'll be in the top 10 pretty comfortably. What do you guys think about that? Uh, no question about it. If you're in your early 20s, late teens, and you're seeing what he's doing in Milwaukee, won a championship in the smallest market after 51 years, and you saw 75,000 people downtown and beating a, you know, the Brooklyn team that everybody thought was supposed to be in the championship and won it with you know, Booten. Uh, and I think with all that, and then his family, and, and that's why the movie is such a great thing. You can see more of and where he came from. And he was a draft pick. And they didn't put together a super team around him. I mean, they did get Holiday and Middleton from two other places. Yeah, but that's not like Wade and Bosh exactly. or one of those types. There's no yeah. super, super, all NBA types with him. And I think everybody likes the way his growth because it was free throw, he improved it. It was the wall, he got more assists. It was everything he's always accomplished something. Every time they threw something at him, he did it all. So he's going to be in a lot of people's top tens because two-time MVP, mm-hmm. player of the year. I mean, the guy's just truly – and the, I think if he plays a long time, you're going to see him shoot up the scoring list. Because it seems like he's been scoring, averaging no less than 26, 27 points since he's been here. I don't know what his career numbers are, but because LeBron James is going to break Kareem's record really soon. And that's just longevity, too. Right. As long as you stay here. I mean, because LeBron going his 18th season. Right. He came out of high school. Right. He got. It took Giannis a couple years just to get to this level in the NBA. So I think Giannis will get close, but he'll never get to like LeBron and Kareem, unfortunately. But I think you're well, right. You go, you know, but yeah, you may be right. Because, I mean, you just got to think about it. LeBron's yeah. been doing this since coming out of high school, yep. and it took he's Giannis right already away. a couple of years. But I think he'll yep. definitely get close. I think he'll definitely crack, like, the top whatever in this all-time scoring. But Which you bring up a amazing. good point, Leroy. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people aren't going to consider that when they think of Giannis being, like, a top-ten player when it's all said and done. Because I'm looking at the mm-hmm. 75th anniversary list. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Kareem was, like, a number one pick. Coming out of UCLA, yes, true. Hakeem Olajuwon was a top, you know, top they had five pick. Their back. Shaq was the number one overall pick. So like, yep. Giannis came from like the fifteenth pick overall, and then like you said, he had to build himself up. So that just adds to the storyline too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be impressive, and that's why we love cheering for that guy because he's come from a, a really nowhere, right? Yeah. You, you didn't expect this out of Giannis, and he's turned himself into the superstar he is. And hopefully, hopefully next year. The Bucks can stay healthy, and he can lead them to another NBA Finals championship. That's what we're all looking forward to. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about, well, who knows what, because it's Sparky's Midday Madness <laughs> here on 1250 AM, The Fan. 1250-AM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And I'm Toby Altizer. That's Leroy Butler, Sam Schmitz, here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. If you want to meet Leroy Butler, you got something coming up, Leroy and Racine? Yeah, for Father's Day, uh, well, actually, the Father's Day weekend, Father's Day is Sunday, but Saturday, I'll be at the uh, Midwest Market. That's on 2210 Rapids Drive in Racine. It'll be my first uh, public signing event uh, since the uh, Hall of Fame. So bring dad, granddad, stepdad, brothers, bring them all down, get a photo. We'll have some Leap Vodka there and some of my brats, and then we'll have some merchandise as well that you can purchase that we're going to discount for all the dads out there. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and and real quick going off of that, uh, we talked about it a little bit in the big show in the first hour, but I haven't brought it up again. You did announce who's going to be announcing you at the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yes, my wife, uh, Genesis Butler, and uh, my locker neighbor from eight years, Gilbert Brown. That guy was amazing, man. He (laughs) Not only did he have all the best stuff, in his locker, cologne, deodorant, lotion, baby powder. I don't know about the baby powder, but he had it in there. Got everything. He, but he, hey man, whatever, whatever you want, just get it. He's just a great guy. So I thought bringing in a family member, my wife, and um, one of my favorite teammates would be an exceptional way because it gives them a bigger platform as well. But um, I thought that was the best way for them to introduce me with the twenty to class so yeah i'm pretty excited about that too so. yeah that's awesome we're excited for you Leroy. Yeah, looking forward fun. to it looking forward to it and uh again where, where can we find you for this signing event coming up this weekend it'll be in uh racing actually it's red cross from horlick um horlick high school in racing uh midwest market 2210 rapids drive Again, it's in racing. You can call them 262-456-1003. Bring your dad out it's for Father's Day weekend. And uh, we got so have a lot of – we're going to do some giveaways and things of that nature. I have some Lee Vodka there, some of my brats that you can pick up at Pick and Save, by the way. And mainly just to kind of just have some fun and just treat dad to something very nice because this is uh, – we only Father's Day only really one day, but mm-hmm. now it's with Juneteenth, so it's like, do you celebrate Father's Day on Monday? Fathers don't never get to shine, and maybe they shouldn't get it because they they try to brag all the time. Because <laughs> that's what I do to my kids. Because my kids do it as a joke. They give me a Packer tie for Father's Day every year. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> How many Packers ties you got? Oh, my. Tons of them. I got like 18 of them things. Since they were little. And they think it's funny. So, but so for you, Mother's so Day, they give my mom nice stuff. So you, so you got every single tie that you every, could ever think of for the Green Bay Packers. From every uh, – if you go to like some of these uh, people be selling stuff at their houses and they have like Packer ties for 50 cents, they'll just buy it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they'll just give it to me. I know it's a tie, girls. It's not funny anymore. Because my oldest daughter is 36, by the way. So she's been a part of this joke for a long time. And it's, it's not really a joke because you know it's happening. But, I mean, you go to every yard sale. Who's selling a clip-on Packer tie? So I got like a big box on. Well, you are apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you so, got all you got all the yeah. clip on Packers ties. You need so one. I don't know if they'll give it covered. to me on Sunday or Monday. I don't know, but I know they'll be. And they even gift wrap it. Why do that? <laughs> just, Go through the extra measures. <laughs> yeah, just give me the tie and let me keep it moving. But if you if you're free, come on down. Uh, Twenty two ten Rapids Drive, Midwest Market. Bring Dad down, and we'll have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. Go get and to meet. And it's from 11 to 2, by the way. I forgot to get the time. It's from 11 to 2. 11 in the morning to 2. Because I figure after 2 o'clock, Dad wants to go take a nap. Yeah, go take a nap or <laughs> go hit the links or something like that. You know how it is. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Leroy, I appreciate you joining us, man. It's been oh, fun. thank you. I really enjoyed it. And thanks for coming on the big show today. That yeah, absolutely. Always great. here to fill in whenever you guys need it. It's, it's, a fun, it's fun hanging out with you and Gary. Obviously, Gary off today, but always fun hanging out with you guys, talking football and I tell you what, that was pretty awesome hearing some of your early uh, training camp stories and stuff oh, like that. I love hearing camps, so, those man. sort of things. We stayed at Victor McCormick Hall. I didn't want a roommate because I think it's disgusting to have a roommate. <laughs> I just want to be by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was just great because that's when the camaraderie of your team, and you think about it, you eat together, you talk, you have fun, you play cards, you shoot dice. That's And we did it at St. Norbert's College. And it was just great. And training camps are just great. So when they do, when the Saints come up, they'll get all the history of that. They'll see kids riding bikes. And they'll say, hey, you guys ride bikes? Yeah, we ride the kids' bike down to practice. And it was great because it, it really brings you up the fabric of the community when you come out. My, real quick, the guy, Nick, I remember – when I came out to get his bike, he was standing back a little bit because all the kids fight over, oh, oh yeah. ride my bike. And we just locked eyes. I said, I want to ride his bike. And I think he was surprised I chose him. And we had a great, great relationship. He was only not there twice because he had to go to the dentist those two times. <laughs> he had, you know, like the uh, limo guy has a name up yeah. when he comes to yeah. the airport. He had, a, he had a, a kid ready for me. Hey, you ride my bike. You know, Nick has a a dentist appointment, and he made sure the bike was all shined up. It's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Well, Leroy, I appreciate it, man. We'll take a quick take break. Care, when brother. we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Brewers. Leroy Butler, Toby Altizer, Sam Schmitz here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. 1250 AM. The Fan. Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm Toby Altizer. In for Steve Sparky Fife for today, alongside Sam Schmitz. I want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers and this losing streak that finally ended yesterday. Finally ended yesterday. Finally get a win over the Washington Nationals after losing eight straight. Three to the Padres, three to the Phillies, two to the Nationals. They finally get that thing over with, as well as get that win that had evaded Craig Council for a while to make him... Well, to tie him with Phil Garner for the winningest manager in Brewers history. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM. Sam, we talked a little bit about this this morning, talking about do you think this was just a bad stretch? 
Have we maybe overhyped this team? Uh, maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe we've had the – I don't know that you could say the expectations were too high because for this baseball team last year, they, they were one of the best teams in Brewers history, especially once they acquired Willie Adamas. They played like one of the best teams in the league. So I don't think setting expectations for winning the Central and trying to win a World Series were too high. Or, But have we maybe overhyped or – overestimated how good this team is or was this just a poor stretch for the Brewers yeah I would probably lean into what you just said a little bit of both I do think we overhyped not the team as a whole but probably the offense just a little bit essentially I mean at the end of the day you take out Jackie Bradley Jr. Avi Garcia you bring in Hunter well, Renfro didn't lose and McCutcheon with Jackie Bradley Jr. no but like even so I know McCutcheon hit a home run yesterday but He's I mean, clearly, poor. you brought him in to hit hit against lefties, and he's hitting, like, what, 218 against lefties this year? Mm-hmm. So, clearly, it's just been a little under underwhelming. And realistically, I mean, it's the same Brewers offense we've seen the, for the past couple of years. It's either home runs or nothing at the end of the day. So, I think the offense did get a little overhyped. But I just think it's funny when you're talking about preseason expectations because last year, I don't know if you remember, but I, I know, like, working with Bart and all that last year that, before the season began, we didn't know that Willie Adamas was going to be joining this team in May. We didn't know Corbin Burns had a potential to be Cy Young and Freddie Peralta and Woodruff would also step it up a notch too. Like we were talking about like, oh man, the Brewers are going to be bad this year. Like I don't know what to expect from them. And then sure enough, they win the NL Central and Corbin Burns wins Cy Young and all that. So I, I think at the end of the day, like I've, I've been saying on Rami's show too, I do think that this is still, it's definitely a playoff team. Now, whether or not they win the Central or Wild Card spot, I don't know because I think it's going to be a down-to-the-wire race again with the Cardinals. Um, but, yeah, I would just I would just kind of tamper expectations with the offense because this was a bad stretch, but at the end of the day, this is what they're capable of. We were, we were asking on Rami's show, I think, last week, like, are we hitting the panic button on this Brewers, on this Brewers offense? And Rami and I both said no, but this is just can be who they are. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I think this team is put together – interestingly in that Christian Yelich is supposed to be the star in this lineup and he's not and I don't think he's ever going to be again unfortunately but you look up and down the order and unlike a lot of teams this team has some depth in their hitting it's just you don't necessarily have anyone that's stepped up I think a lot of these players can play better than they've played early in this season but going through the lineup, do you think that Andrew McCutcheon can get going and be an important part of the offense and kind of carry an offense for a two-week stretch? Absolutely. Same thing can be said pretty much about everyone around the diamond, you know, just going around. Yelly maybe gets hot for a two-week stretch? Absolutely. We've seen him carry an offense for a season. I, I could see maybe him getting hot for two weeks. You look at Tyrone Taylor. We've already seen it this year where he can get hot and be a big part of an offensive uh, explosion. Hunter Renfro, Rowdy Telez, Colton Wong, Keston Hero, hopefully, Adamas, Luis Arias, Narvaez. I I just named off basically everyone on this roster almost, and you feel like they could get going for a a week or two and carry the offense. And if you can have one or two of those guys get going at the same time, then you could absolutely see this offense being good enough to win in one of these series going into the playoffs. The question is, will any of the guys get going? I was talking to you and Leroy off the air, and I'll bring it to everybody listening right now, because I I saw in Valley Sports Wisconsin on Saturday, they brought up this graphic, and I just thought it was interesting, because I think you and I, we've been preaching, it's hard to make assumptions of this team, because realistically, these guys on offense especially haven't had enough time to like gel as a whole. And as soon as one guy gets back, boom, another guy's gone back on the injured list. 
But they said that Luis Arias, Andrew McCutcheon, Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, and Colton Wong have only been on the active roster together for four games. And all four of those games are 4-0. But it's only four games. That just goes to my point. Like, this offense realistically hasn't had a lot of time to gel. But even so, I think if they're at their full potential, I think it's good enough. Like I said, it's definitely playoff caliber. But is it good enough against once you get to the playoffs and you're going to be facing other top-tier pitching as well? I'm not sure. I think you're going to get kind of somewhat of what you got last year against the Braves. But at the end of the day, too, like it doesn't it doesn't matter what we think of this offense and what their potential is. All that matters is can they get hot before October and can they get hot enough in October? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the real question is when they get to the postseason, is the hitting going to be enough? I think we understand what the pitching is going to be. And honestly, during the losing streak, they've actually been pretty disappointing as well. I don't know if maybe you could pull it up, Sam, but – the last time through the rotation, which might be a little bit hard to pull up each one, but the last time through the rotation, who was the best start? Was it Burns? Nope. Was it Alexander? Like, who was the best start? Off the top of my head, like Alexander, like he's been efficient, but a lot of the times he's been pitching in this last outing against Washington and against Philadelphia. he's He's been able to work around a lot of jams. Yeah, so he's gotten a lot of people on base, but I think going back through it, Ashby gave up 13 hits. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about that. Lauer gave up like three home runs in a row. Lauer and struck out like struggled. two. Uh, Alexander was, he had a lot of traffic on the base paths, but only gave up the one run. I think it's the same thing with Burns. So this last time through the rotation, they they haven't been as good. No. And, and that's part of the problem with this Brewers team is you're so dependent on the pitching. So if they don't have a stellar performance, if they don't go out there and give you five, six, seven strong of one to two run baseball, then chances are you're going to lose these games. But even when you've gotten solid starts, the bullpen wasn't as on point. And look, I'm not blaming Josh Hader or anything. I'm not mad at Josh Hader and think that he's bet. You know, we saw him get right back out there and do his thing again. But even guys like Josh Hader struggled in the losing streak. And so I have a hard time overreacting and saying, well, they need to do this, they need to do this. Because uh, I think when you look at this team that they are solid enough that they should be able to get the job done. It's just about the guys stepping up. And I don't know how much I can put on Craig Council going forward with that. I don't know how much I can put on David Stearns going forward with that because at some point these guys just have to, one, be on the field together. Like you said, we haven't seen the guys on the field together. And then, two, it's about them stepping up and playing well. You know, who's to say that if David Stearns brings in a guy that he's going to show up immediately and produce like you'd expect him to? I think they do need to make a move at the deadline. We talked a little bit about this, Leroy and I, on the big show where do you see a hole if they need to go get someone? Someone said middle relief. I actually kind of think that, look, you can never have too many relievers, Sam, but I think people don't realize how solid this Brewers bullpen is. It is, but the thing is, too, like we've seen now Trevor God's gone down, but it's this this middle relief core with Devin Williams and Josh Hader at the end, like they need to stay healthy. Yeah. But boom, what if somebody or two guys go down going into the playoffs? So I, for me, like I just assume Stearns is always going to add like a bullpen arm or two. So I do expect him to add like another bullpen arm because I think more is better to have. Especially you can never in have too many relievers, right? So they definitely, I think they definitely need to add a, a bullpen arm or two. But I think for offense, I think the the easiest answer is center field because we all know what Lorenzo Cain's been doing this year. It's his final year on the contract, and Tyrone mm-hmm. Taylor was hot for a couple weeks, but 
I think Tyrone Taylor's finally coming back down to earth and who Tyrone Taylor is with his 228 average. So I think you could definitely bring in somebody. Now, maybe it's not a center fielder. Maybe you move somebody else to center field and bring in like a left fielder like Ben Attendi. I know a lot of people have been asking, and it makes a lot of sense too. But I think it's probably going to have to be like a combination of like an outfielder and maybe you can also add a DH because McCutcheon's shown that he can play in the outfield. So if you if you have to bring in a guy like, let's say, a J.D. Martinez, I think there's definitely a way to do it. I don't know how much it would cost to get this guy. He'll probably be one of the most sought after. I would love to see them get this guy. I just don't know that they can pay the price. Xander Bogarts, um, he's going to be expensive, and I understand that he's an infielder. But he would your... be expensive. He's, I think he's. Oh, he's an, about to, Well, he's going to be a free agent after this. It's year. an expiring contract, but right. he's going to be one of the more sought after bats. But if you could oh, get okay. a guy like capitalize, yeah, yeah. If you're going to be able to go get a guy like Xander Bogarts, this is why I say you could go after him. You mentioned maybe you just bring in a DH. Well, why can't that guy also be an infielder? Because yeah. if we're if we're being honest right now, how many of the guys on the infield have like solidified their spot that if you brought in a guy like that that you wouldn't start him over? Well, I think- yeah, I mean like even Willie, like let's say you do want Xander at short start or shortstop, like Willie then can just go in the DH. But I think Willie I think if there's anybody like Willie's probably your your shortstop, Wong well, but Wong has, definitely has been a question mark on defense. Has so. Luis Arias? No, well, he hasn't had enough. He hasn't had enough games this year at third base because well, now they've been playing him at second base exactly. too for the, during this stretch too. Like Jace but, Peterson, I also I honestly feel more comfortable with Jace Peterson at third than I do with. But Luis. even at the plate, has Luis Arias just made it that you can't take him out of the lineup? I don't. Think no, he has. but it, once, I mean, once again, it's the injury thing because boom, as soon as he's mm-hmm. having a good stretch, now it's thumb injury, now it's hamstring tightness, so it's it's hard to. But I agree, like, if you do want to bring in Xander Bogarts, yeah, I'm totally fine with that, and then you DH somebody. Well, and I'd be totally fine with moving one of your prospects for a guy like Xander Bogarts to try to go for it this year because you could get him and you could kind of run a similar sort of thing that you have been running in the outfield with some of the infielders. Uh, Again, I just don't feel like anybody on the infield that's going to play second, third, or short has necessarily made it that – you cannot take that guy out of the lineup. Willie, I don't think, should ever come out of the lineup just because of how infectious he is, and he tends to come up big in a lot of these situations. But it's not like like you mentioned, Colton Wong. Has he been so locked down defensively and everything? Not the Colton Wong I know, that's it, for sure. It's not the Colton Wong you saw for years with the Cardinals. Luis Arias, he's been kind of banged up, but even so, when he's been on the field, he's had stretches, but it's not like he's made it so that you can't take him out. Jace Peterson, you're going to leave him in that utility role. I don't see a reason why, you know, we can look in the outfield and say center field is the easy one, and that that is the easy one to pick of let's go address that. But say you can't find a center fielder that you think is going to be a huge upgrade, I don't think you – I think you could look at a DH. I think you could look at maybe even a guy like a Nelson Cruz or a Josh Bell and just say, you know what, we'll figure it out. I trust Craig to get the thing going and figure it out, and I, I think you could go after someone like that. Yeah, because Keston here certainly hasn't proven himself, so if they want to bring in a Josh Bell, sure, because you have Rowdy and then him and flip-flopping in the DH and first base role. So I think that's a good point. I haven't really considered that just because there's so many guys in the trade market that when you look at positions of need, like outfield or DH, like like I said, the Ben Attendees or J.D. Martinez's first pop-up, but I haven't really thought of that, and I think it's a good point, yeah. I'd be interested to see what this team thinks of some of their corner outfielders as potential center fielders because that would probably give you an option of maybe 
bringing in a guy that can play a little bit of the corner outfield. Because Josh Bell, I know it sounds ridiculous, but he at one point has played a corner outfield position. Would he be able to play that again and maybe you shift over a Christian Yelich to center field? Look, I, I know it would not be good defensively at all, so it might be kind of counterintuitive for the Brewers, a team that's kind of built on run prevention, to have an outfield of Josh Bell, Christian Yelich, well, and could be worse. It could Hunter be the their outfield is atrocious. Yeah. So if you ever think it's bad, you know, of how this defensive outfield could be if they moved like a Yelich or a Renfro or McCutcheon to center field, like just remember the Phillies have what, Schwarber, Castellanos, and I'm blanking on the center fielder, like Odubel Herrera, yeah. So I, I, like you said, though, the Brewers are constructed on run prevention and all that, but I think if you need to upgrade the offense, like anything should be on the table. And that includes moving a Yelich, moving a Renfro, moving a. Andrew McCutcheon from the DH role here and there to play center field for occasionally a couple games. I think that's fine. Yeah, I'm interested to see what exactly they choose to do or if it's like you said and just choose to, guess what? Our trades are going to be our guys getting healthy. We're going to get these guys back on the field. And, if, if you know, David Stern's constructed this roster to have these players on it, and we really haven't seen the players that he's constructed his roster around on the field at the same time. So maybe this roster is going to be fine, but we just haven't seen it. I hope not, because we're talking about you're fine with moving any of these prospects. I am too, because the way I see it, this is a window before you have to pay Hater, mm-hmm. who I don't even know. Like I, I would, but I don't know if the Brewers would pay him. And then you got Corbin Burns in a couple of years too, like two or three years, and then Woodruff as well. So in my opinion, I think we're on the same page. Like you trade any and all these prospects that you have to try to bring in somebody because this is if you if you have to win a World Series, now is the time to do it. Well, and this is why I think some people get a little bit off on these things. And I've brought them up as an example before, but look at the Chicago Cubs last year and the guys that they traded and the names that they traded. And can you name me a prospect they got back? They traded Ke- Craig Kimbrell and got Nick Madrigal, and that was probably the best one yeah. out of them. Is this Mor- I don't know this uh, Morell in the Cubs. I don't know if he was part of any of the deals. I'm not like, sure either. But like, maybe we can ask Rami. Pete Crow Armstrong and all, all those things. Like I don't I don't think people understand that in order to acquire a bat, like maybe a Xander Bogarts, maybe a Andrew Benintendi, it might cost you very little. You might be able to acquire these guys for very little. And you know what? If someone else is offering a mid-level prospect for Xander Bogarts and it requires you to have to give up of one either Mitchell, Freelich, or Weimer, I'll trade you one of those guys. Well, final thing for me, too, is that all those prospects, I'm, I'm totally fine with dealing because, let's be honest, are they going to contribute, like I said, in this window in the next two to three years? Are they going to reach their full potential? Probably not. So it's probably better to bring in a veteran bat or another bullpen guy or something to contribute to this team right now rather than hold on to these prospects that you might not that might not pan out when boom a Josh Hader is gone or Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff. So now's the time to do it if you're gonna deal with these guys. Absolutely. Now's the time to do it. You're a contender, so that's when you trade the prospects for the players. That's not when you trade the players for prospects. Like some people try to tell me to trade Josh Hader not that long ago, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. But uh, we, we'll, we'll get joined by Rami Maklov. We'll get some of those prospects that got traded from the uh, to the Cubs for Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, those guys. Because I, I do want people to realize that the price tag for some of these guys isn't going to be ridiculous. So maybe the Brewers can acquire some of these guys. It'd be nice, and hopefully they can win a World Series this year. All right, it's Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Toby Altizer. That's Sam Schmitz. Rami Maklov joins the show next. 12.50 a.m., the fan. Sparky's Midday Madness, I think. 
I don't know what show I'm on at this point. <laughs> I'm Toby Altizer, Sam Schmitz. Yeah, are which, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can see the finish line. We're almost finished. All things are good. I mean, dude, you might as well do the Rami show. I and might, just, dude. And yeah. just, fin- just finish the day, man. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Com- yeah. Complete the Why perfect not, run. Why not, man? You'd be the Cal Ripken of this station. Right. Do it without a producer, too, just to impress the bosses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep it going. Just keep it going. Rami Makloff joins the show now. One thing before we get to previewing today's Rami show, talking about some of these maybe trade targets the Brewers could have. Mm-hmm. I was talking about how the Cubs last year, they didn't necessarily get as much as you might think for some of the guys. Can you think of like some of the like, – like they got Madrigal for Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. What did they get for Chris Bryant or Rizzo? Was like anything notable? You're, you're putting me on the spot like to know these guys' names, but I know that some of their, some of their more highly rated prospects, some of their more high-level prospects – our guys that they got in those trades. And actually I was I was complaining a lot about the U Darvish trade because those guys that they got in that deal were all I think twenty one or younger. Like they were really young, raw mm-hmm. prospects. And I was like, that's what you got for U Darvish, a Cy <laughs> Young candidate. But all all three of them now are are doing really well in the minor league. So I mean, you it's it's always a crapshoot when you're talking about prospects. You know what I mean? It's yeah. every time it's gonna be a crapshoot when you're talking about prospects. Even if you get uh, Jake Laporte. Remember Jake Laporte? Do you guys remember? Are you guys old enough to Matt remember Laporta? Jake? Matt Laporta. My bad. Do you guys are old enough to remember? Obviously, I've Sam heard does. It. I've heard it. Like that. He was a n- can't miss prospect. Oh man, you, you right? thought they were high on Bryce Terang? Oh, <laughs> you know Matt Laporta said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> on, the, on the on the prospect hype, Lewis Brinson too. Yeah, Lewis Brinson. Man, he never did anything. I was at a game where he hit two homers against the Brewers, but. He didn't do that. Well, was the like, Marlins? Yeah, that was like the uh, highlight of his career. He hasn't done anything. But my point, Rami, is like you look at a guy, whoever it may be at the deadline, whether it's a guy like a Josh Bell, maybe it's a Xander Bogarts, whoever it is, whether you're looking outfield, infield, whatever, I think the Brewers can afford some of these guys if they really wanted to. They've got some prospects, and you know, you've got three easy ones in center field that maybe you move just one or you know, them packaged with another mid-level guy, whatever the case may be. But I think they can afford some of these guys if they really want them. Yeah, for sure. If they really and if they really want them, then they could give some pieces off their major league roster with an, with an Eric Lauer or a yeah. or a, a a Nashby or a, a Jason Alexander, one of these yeah. guys that's fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth in their starting rotation sure. now. That's that deep when they're healthy. So, I mean, if you really want to win some of these bidding wars for some of the more highly sought after guys that are going to be there at the trade deadline, then you you can you can throw one of those chips on the table and see what that gets you. What's coming up on today's Rami show? On today's Rami show, is this is this Christian Yelich good enough? This leadoff Christian Yelich, he's been pretty good as a leadoff hitter, man. Not too bad. Not too bad. Little, I like him up right? there. Right, little Willie Mays Hayes action yeah, from your boy I, Christian Yelich. I, I like that. I All like right, it. settle down. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk. Don't you dare bring <laughs> Willie Mays on this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. The uh, NFL offseason of uh, wide receiver drama is still not. Over Toby sitting there in your Washington Commanders gear. You yeah, know one of the things. Hold on, hold on. He's not going anywhere. On. I'm wearing. No, he's not. Let, let me okay. let me show you. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I keep on trying to set him up for like you know you know heartbreak and all that because it happened to me with Devontae Adams and I don't want Toby yeah. to get hurt. But like he is just full on accepting that what he is that not say? getting. What traded. does your shirt say? Scary, Scary Terry. Terry. Scary. T- oh, okay. I couldn't. Read. That's I thought, so cute. I he's, thought his. I honestly he's thought not it, going anywhere. I honestly uh, thought it said beef jerky. 
Where's the beef? <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, Scary Terry's not going anywhere, but you can continue. So we'll talk about uh, that and uh, Terry Kill's comments, all oh, that in yeah. the 3 o'clock hour. 4 o'clock hour. This Aaron Rodgers, like, did you hear him talking about his contract last week? Where he was like, so it's a one year and then and then a two and then a one on top of the one and the two. Is Are you okay with this, like, Aaron, with this Aaron Rodgers year-to-year agreement with the Packers and, like, every yeah. year having to wonder, like, is this is this it? You're good with that? I think I'm fine with it because okay. he, he's, he's at a point in his life where I don't think he knows what's happening next year. So right. I, I don't blame him, you know? Okay. Because I think Packers fans, like, they don't want to go through that again. Yeah, no, did, I, I can also see once. the other side where you're so sick of it Favre. with Brett Favre, right. and you're kind of sick of the last couple off-seasons with Rodgers. You blame him for Devontae being in Vegas, all those stuff. Tim Allen will be here at 4.30 to talk some Brewers and some draft mockery at 4.45, and then, uh, you know, other stuff all afternoon long. Love it, love show. it. Do you need a co-host? Do you want me, to, you want me to stick Dude, around? you want to hang out? Hang out. <laughs> all right. I feel like my... Uh, Throw a complete game. <laughs> I feel like my ex-girlfriend is just, you know... <laughs> I'm literally right here <laughs> no i mean just just to finish the complete game sam just to complete the just to finish no, the complete it's, cool. it's an impressive feat man that's no offense that's Com- no offense complete to you the whole cycle yeah complete the whole that's, cycle that would be an impressive feat is all i'm saying yeah if you I want would to. be but guess what i'm not hanging around i'm gonna head out make sure to keep it tuned to 12 50 a.m the fan for the rami show i'm headed out so see y'all later this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.